two. You know, if you go to Joke Workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo!
And good morning, everybody. This is Labor and Love, the show where we tell you how it is. The show where we tell you that if one person gets a dollar they didn't work for, someone else worked for a dollar they didn't get. We remind you that if you don't have a seat at the table, the negotiating table, that is, you're probably and finally never, never let anyone into your heart who is not a friend of labor. When I say labor, I mean you. This is the B, aka Bill Morgan. The show is Labor and Love, and as I described earlier, you heard. One of our archive shows from 2014, from 8 to 10, and then from 10 to 12, we come at you uh, live. <laughs> Good morning, everybody. We started off with what Caribbean people, Caribbean people should have done when the bald hit, the Europeans landed. They should have chased them crazy bald heads out of town. Okay. Little homesick blues. John is in the basement mixing up the medicine. I'm on the pavement thinking about the government. The man in a trench coat batch out laid off says he's got a bad call. It's something you did, God knows when, but you're doing it again. You better duck down the alleyway, looking for a new friend. A man in a coonskin cap in a pig pen wants eleven dollar bills. You only got ten. Maggie comes fleet foot, face full of black soot, talking at the heat, put plants in the bed, but the phone's tapped anyway. Maggie says the men say they must bust an early man. Orders from the DA, look out, kid, don't matter what you did. But walk on your tiptoes, don't tie no bows. Better stay away from those that care around a fire hose. Keep a clean nose, wash a clean clothes. You don't need a weatherman to know which way the wind blows. But losers, cheaters, six-time users Hanging round the theaters Girl by the whirlpools Looking for a new fool Don't follow leaders Or watch your parking meters Oh, get born, keep warm Short pants, romance Learn to dance, get dressed, get blessed Try to be success Please her, please him Buy gifts, don't steal, don't lift Twenty years of schooling And they put you on the day shift Look out it all hit, better jump down a manhole, light yourself a candle, don't wear sandals, try to afford the scandals, don't want to be a bum, you better chew gum, the pump don't work, cause the vandals took the handle. 
Bob Dylan and the Homesick Blues. And let's see, we got uh, Bob Dylan telling you what it's like as you're growing up. We've got uh, Bob Marley telling us what people should have done when the Columbus people landed. And people are saying we're lovers. Let's give them something to talk about. What do you think?
Bonnie Raitt there with something to talk about. I'm going to begin this show uh, and dedicate it to the people of Puerto Rico and the suffering, some of it needless suffering they're going through because we elected who we elected. We elected not only one man, a shallow, self-serving, I could go on, man. And we're going to have to live with it or die with it. That's what's happening to the people of Puerto Rico. All right, let's see. Let's see what we got today. We got Andres Jimenez. We got Mark Anthony. Those, those will be coming right up after the little intro here. We got Radio Labor. We got the Win Weekend Review for you. Um, we got the racist origins of right to work. Okay, right to work is really free to freeload. Freedom to freeload. The freeloaders, those people who always want the advantages of a course of action, but either don't want to contribute their resources or their time to it, taking advantage being freeloaders how about a new bill of rights for labor we got the man who united labor and the environment a crucial question as we go forward into this weather hell of our own making got the Supreme Court coming three cases that are very meaningful to labor don't look good but we'll have to see and we've got working class history Maria Luisa Covos but like I say let's start out with Mark Anthony and this beautiful song Preciosa precious about his island, his land, Puerto Rico. Yo sé lo que son los encantos de mi borinquen hermosa porque sola quiero yo tanto por siempre la llamaré preciosa Beso a mi tierra riqueña, por siempre la llamaré preciosa. Preciosa por ser un encanto 
por ser un Edén Y tienes la noble hidalguía de la Madre España Y el fiero cantío del indio bravío lo tienes también Preciosa te llaman los bardos que cantan tu historia no importa el tirano, te tirate con negra maldad. Preciosa será sin bandera, sin lauros, ni gloria. Preciosa, preciosa, te llaman los hijos de la libertad.
Mark Anthony there with Preciosa, all about his island, Puerto Rico. All this is happening in Puerto Rico. The island was wiped out by Hurricane Maria, the worst weather event in in Puerto Rican history. Finally, after waiting several days, Mr. Trump decided to release Puerto Rico from this exigencies of the Jones Act, which made it very hard to get food and medical supplies into the country because of shipping regulations. The United States has Puerto Rico by the throat. They can't receive anything from other countries except through Jacksonville, Florida, and then those countries get charged a tax. And, of course, they pass the tax on to the consumers who are dying and struggling uh, in Puerto Rico. So it all works. It all works to make money, right? Okay, this is um, Andres Jimenez. We'll find out a little bit more about him. It's called Hibaro. Travel from a new perspective. Caminé, caminé por las calles de la ciudad.
caminé, caminé por las calles de la Andres Jimenez uh, talking about Hibaro and Libertad. He was born July 3rd in Puerto Rico, a composer and singer of traditional Puerto Rican folk music, Musica Hibara in Spanish, and its best known contemporary troubadour. So the new, La Nueva Canción which went through the world of, of a Latino music about the same time as things like folk rock and things were happening here, but much more emphasis on the folk part. These are traditional themes and traditional forms that are being used to communicate uh, here and now. Uh, he immigrated to New York City, drafted into the army. He uh, entered the University of Puerto Rico when he returned. See, and so many times you see this. People in these colonies go and serve in the army. They put their lives on the line, in effect. At least that's what we would... That's what people would claim about their white soldier. Um, he performed in a group called Taiwané while developing a unique style that reaffirmed his commitment to Puerto Rico's culture. He participated in a youth festival in Germany. found himself at the center of the labor movement in 1998. The song Los Tecnocratas from his album In La Ultima Trinchera became the anthem of the Puerto Rican labor movement against the privatization of the phone company. have to see if we can find that. Los Tecnocratas. 
Okay, it's labor and it's love, and uh, you're tuned in. You're on Mutiny Radio with us. If you're hearing my voice, it's a nice, well, overcast, foggy morning in the mission. And it's happening here at Mutiny Radio. We've got music, we've got comedy, we've got video, we've got drama. We've got art. We've got cutting-edge culture here at Mutiny Radio. Come on in and be part of it. Buy yourself a couple hours a week and you have your own radio show. You have your own bully pulpit. Jimenez. This song became the, the anthem of the labor movement in Puerto Rico. And uh, he found himself at the vortex of another political movement. He had joined Salcero Ismael Miranda to compose the album Son de Vieques, a tune for Vieques produced the CD Raices Puerto Ricanas. The reason, there are two things. In, in the song that I played by Mark Anthony earlier, there was a reference to La Bandera, the flag. We, we even love you. We even think you're precious without a flag. And the reason for that is, <laughs> in the 1930s under U.S.-backed dictators, it was against the law to even have a Puerto Rican flag. To even own one, to have one in your house, you get thrown in jail. So that's what Mark Anthony is referring to. At any rate, Andres Jimenez. Uh, Children's music, children singing Hibara music. We use this rallying cry for the people of Vieques. The other thing to remember is that Vieques is an island, one of the Puerto Rican islands. And it was used as, used for a target practice. U.S. Uh, Navy, I believe, shelled it and bombed it and just to see what would happen. This created a, a movement to save Vieques, and eventually the Navy did move away. They probably took it to another island. <laughs> okay. Let's see. Well, we're talking about dialogue between black and white. Here's Lenny Boots' take on this is the typical white person's concept of how we relax colored people at parties. Hey, it's a hell of a spread. They're really not a put on yeah, a feast, yes, these yes, people. Very nice. Very really beautiful. I didn't get your name. Miller. Miller, my name is Ennis, Mr. Miller. Nice to meet you. I never saw you around this neighborhood. Uh, you live around here? Uh, yeah, on the other side. Oh, I was wondering about that. Uh, 
Hey, Joe Lewis, a hell of a fighter. Yeah. <laughs> hell of a... Hell of a... Now will be another Joe Lewis. Hi, Bill, you got a cigarette on you? Yeah. Uh... Oh, you want your smoking? Uh... <laughs> All right, I'll put that off here, yeah. Uh... You know, uh, I don't know these people too well. Are you familiar with them? Uh, no, that's quite a I don't know if they're, uh, I think they're heaps. You're not Jewish, are you? <laughs> no offense. <laughs> Some of my best friends are Jews. Uh, we have over the house for dinner. They're all right, uh, you know. Some sheenies are no good, but uh, you seem like a white Jew to me. <laughs> yeah. At Bojangles, Christ could eat tap there. Oh, Tap dance all yourself, huh? Yeah, yeah. All you dancing. people can tap dance, I guess. <laughs> you people have a natural sense of rhythm. What's that? Born right in you, I guess, huh? <laughs> yeah, boy. The way I figure it is, uh, no matter what the hell a guy is, if he stays in this place, he's all right. <laughs> That's the way I look at it. That's what's causing all the trouble in the world. Everybody, like, uh, I mean, oh, here's the Joe Lewis. <laughs> Joe Lewis was a guy who, the way I figured he was a guy who just knew when to get in there and get out of there. It's more than I can say for a lot of you niggas. <laughs> oh, I had a few before on the way over here, you know. You're all right. You're, you're a good boy. Uh, did you have anything to eat yet? No, I haven't. I'm not uh, I don't know if there's any watermelon left. Uh, uh, fried chicken or dice or raisins, but uh, we'll see if we can fix you up or something. Uh, I want to have you over the house, but I got a bit of a problem now, and I don't want you to think I'm out of line, but I got a sister. And I hear that you guys... You know, it's my sister, and... Well, I'll put it to you a different way. You wouldn't want no Jew doing it to your sister, would you? <laughs> That's the way I feel. You know? I don't want no coon doing it to my sister. That ain't you, and no offense, you know what I mean? Yeah, sure. And uh, as far as my sister's concerned, uh, shake hands on you. Oh, and do it. Yeah. <laughs> you won't do it to her? I hear you got some perfume you put on and, and, and make it do it. Yeah. You don't do it. No, no. It's not true. There's no perfume you put on them. Just, they just do it to you? <laughs> You're all right. Hey, listen, uh, I'd like to have you over the house, I was telling you, but uh, wait till it gets dark and... Uh... Here's one more item for you, the last in our civics book. Rights. Boy, everyone in this country is always running around yammering about their fucking rights. I have a right, you have no right, we have a right, they don't have a right. Folks, I hate to spoil your fun, but there's no such thing as rights, okay? They're imaginary. We made them up, like the boogeyman. The Three Little Pigs, Pinocchio, Mother Goose, shit like that. Rights are an idea. They're just imaginary. They're a cute idea. Cute. But that's all cute and fictional. But if you think you do have rights, let me ask you this. Where do they come from? People say, well, they come from God. They're God-given rights. Oh, fuck, here we go again. Here we go again. The God excuse. The last refuge of a man with no answers and no argument. It came from God. Anything we can't describe must have come from God. Personally, folks, I believe that if your rights came from God, he would have given you the right to some food every day, and he would have given you the right to a roof over your head. God would have been looking out for you. God would have been looking out for you. You know that? 
He would have been worried about making sure you have a gun so you get drunk on Sunday night and kill your girlfriend's parents. But let's say it's true. Let's say God gave us these rights. Why would he give us a certain number of rights? The Bill of Rights of this country has 10 stipulations, okay? 10 rights. And apparently God was doing sloppy work that week because we've had to amend the Bill of Rights an additional 17 times. So God forgot a couple of things like slavery. Just fucking slipped his mind. But let's say, let's say God gave us the original 10. He gave the British 13. The British Bill of Rights has 13 stipulations. The Germans have 29. The Belgians have 25. The Swedish have only six. And some people in the world have no rights at all. What kind of a fucking goddamn God-given deal is that? No rights at all? Why would God give different people in different countries different numbers of different rights? Boredom? Amusement? Bad arithmetic? Do we find out at long last, after all this time, that God is weak in math skills? Doesn't sound like divine planning to me. Sounds more like human planning. Sounds more like one group trying to control another group. In other words, business as usual in America. Now, if you think you do have rights, one last assignment for you. Next time you're at the computer, get on the internet, go to Wikipedia. When you get to Wikipedia, in the search field for Wikipedia, I want you to type in Japanese Americans 1942, and you'll find out all about your precious fucking rights, okay? All right. You know about it. You know about it. Yeah. In 1942, there were 110,000 Japanese American citizens in good standing, law-abiding people who were thrown into internment camps simply because their parents were born in the wrong country. That's all they did wrong. They had no right to a lawyer, no right to a fair trial, no right to a jury of their peers, no right to due process of any kind. The only right they had, right this way, <laughs> into the internment camps. Just when these American citizens needed their rights the most, their government took them away. And rights aren't rights if someone can take them away. They're privileges. That's all we've ever had in this country is a bill of temporary privileges. And if you read the news even badly, you know that every year the list gets shorter and shorter and shorter. You see how similar? Yeah. Sooner or later, the people in this country are going to realize the government does not give a fuck about them. Government doesn't care about you or your children or your rights or your welfare or your safety. It simply doesn't give a fuck about you. It's interested in its own power. That's the only thing. Keeping it and expanding it wherever possible. Personally, when it comes to rights, I think one of two things is true. I think either we have unlimited rights or we have no rights at all. Personally, I lean toward unlimited rights. I feel, for instance, I have the right to do anything I please. But if I do something you don't like, I think you have the right to kill me. So where are you going to find a fairer fucking deal than that? So the next time some asshole says to you, I have a right to my opinion, you say, oh yeah, well I have a right to my opinion, and my opinion is you have no right to your opinion. Then shoot the fuck and walk away. Thank you.
There was a little alley in San Francisco, back of the Southern Pacific Station at 3rd and Townsend, in red brick of drowsy, lazy afternoons with everybody at work in offices, in the air you feel the impending rush of their commuter frenzy, as soon they'll be charging en masse from market and sansom buildings on foot and in buses and all well-dressed through working man Frisco of walk-up truck drivers, and even the poor grime be marked third street of lost bums, even Negroes so hopeless and long left east and meanings of responsibility and try, that now all they do is stand there spitting in the broken glass, sometimes 50 in one afternoon against one wall at 3rd and Howard. It is all these Milbray and San Carlos neat necktied producers and commuters of America and steel civilization rushing by with San Francisco Chronicles and green call bulletins, not even enough time to be disdainful. They've got to catch 130, 132, 134, 136, all the way up to 146 till the time of evening supper in homes of the railroad earth when high in the sky the magic stars ride above the following hot shot freight trains. It's all in California. It's all a sea. I swim out of it in afternoons of sun-hot meditation in my jeans with head on handkerchief on brakeman's lantern or, if not working, on book. I look up at blue sky of perfect lost purity and feel the warp of wood of old America beneath me. And I have insane conversations with Negroes in second-story windows above, and everything is pouring in. The switching moves of boxcars in that little alley, which is so much like the alleys of Lowell, and I hear far off in the sense of coming night that engine calling our mountains. But it was that beautiful cut of clouds I could always see above the little SP alley. Puffs floating by from Oakland, or the gate of Marin to the north or San Jose south. The clarity of Cal to break your heart. It was the fantastic drowse and drum hum of lum mum afternoon, nothing to do. Old Frisco with end of land sadness. The people, the alley full of trucks and cars of businesses nearabouts. Nobody knew or far from cared who I was all my life, 3,500 miles from birth all opened up and at last belonged to me in great America. Now it's night in 3rd Street. The keen little neons and also yellow bulb lights of impossible to believe flops. The dark ruined shadows moving back of torn yellow shades like a degenerate China with no money. The cats in Annie's alley. The flop comes on, moans, rolls. The street is loaded with darkness. Blue sky above with stars hanging high over old hotel roofs and blowers of hotels moaning out dusts of interior. The grime inside the word in mouths falling out tooth by tooth. The reading rooms tick-tock big clock with creek chair and slant boards and old faces looking up over rimless spectacles bought in some West Virginia or Florida or Liverpool, England pawn shop long before I was born. And across rains, they've come to the end of the land sadness, end of the world gladness. All your San Francisco will have to fall eventually and burn again.
But I'm walking, and one night, a bum fell into the hole of the construction job where they're tearing a sewer by day. The husky Pacific and electric youths in torn jeans who work there often, I think of going up to some of them, like, say, blonde ones with wild hair and torn shirts, and they say, you ought to apply for the railroad. It's much easier work. You don't stand around the street all day, and you get much more pay. But this bum fell in the hole. You saw his foot stick out. British MG, also driven by some eccentric, once backed into that hole. And as I came home from a long Saturday afternoon local to Hollister, out of San Jose, miles away across virtuous fields of prune and juice joy, here's this British MG backed and legs up, wheels up into a pit and bums and cops standing right outside the coffee shop. It was the way they fenced it, but he never had the nerve to do it due to the fact that he had no money and nowhere to go and no, his father was dead, no, his mother was dead, no, his sister was dead, no, his whereabout was dead, was dead. But and then at that time also, I used to lay in my room on long Saturday afternoons listening to Jumpin' George with my fifth tokay, no tea, and just under the sheets laughed to hear the crazy music. Mama, he treats your daughter mean. Mama, Papa, don't you come in here, I'll kill you, etc. Getting high by myself in room glooms, and all wondrous knowing about the Negro, the essential American, out there, always finding his solace, his meaning, in the Fellaheen street and not an abstract morality. And even when he has a church, you see the pastor out front bowing to the ladies on the make. You hear his great vibrant voice on the Sunday afternoon sidewalk full of sexual vibratos saying, why yes, ma'am, but the gospel do say that man was born of woman's womb. <laughs> no, and so, by that time I come crawling out of my warm sack and hit the street. When I see the railroad ain't gonna call me till 5 a.m. Sunday morning probably for a local out of Bay Shore, in fact, always for a local out of Bay Shore. And I go to the whale bar of all the wild bars in the world, the one and only Third and Howard. And there I go in and drink with the madmen, and if I get drunk, I get. The girl who come up to me in there one night, I was there with Al Buckle, said to me, you wanna play with me tonight, Jim? And I didn't think I, <laughs> I didn't think I had enough money. And I told this to Charlie Lowe, and he laughed, said, how do you know she wanted money? Always take the chance that she might be out just for love, or just out for love, you know what I mean, don't be a sucker. She was a good-looking doll, and she said, how would you like to ool your cool with me, mon? And I stood there like a jerk. In fact, bought drink, got drink drunk that night, and in the 299 club, I was hit by the proprietor, the band breaking up the fight, before I had a chance to decide to hit him back, which I didn't want to do anyway. And out on the street, I tried to rush back in, but they had locked the door and were looking at me through the forbidden glass in the door with faces like undersea. I should have played with her shoo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-
change the law. And then if you try to get your rights back, whatever you're doing is illegal, then you can be thrown in jail. So, let's listen to some labor news now. This is Radio Labor, a worldwide view of the labor movement. This is Solidarity News on Radio Labor. This is a Radio Labor World Report recorded on Friday, September 29th, 2017. I'm Mark Belanger. The report this week is dedicated exclusively to the struggles of African workers and their unions to stop billions of dollars being stolen from the continent. This is Radio Labor. In South Africa this week, thousands of workers walked off the job to demonstrate against widespread corruption, the takeover of state activities by business interests, and illicit financial flows of money out of the country. The demonstrations were organized by COSATU, the Congress of South African Trade Unions, and the South African Communist Party. COSATU and the Communist Party are part of a coalition with the governing African National Congress, the ANC. But they have lately been distancing themselves from the ANC and its president, Jacob Zuma. Becky Ninshali Inshali is COSATO's general secretary. He spoke at a media conference before the demonstration started about corruption in the country and state capture of government activities by an elite network, including business people. South Africa is not a poor country. Its citizens are poor because poor governance and as a result of state capture and corruption. The administration, as led by the ANC president, uh, Zuma, has and continued to preside over economic contradiction and, and job losses. Corruption has become endemic under this administration. The revelation by the Public Protector Report on State Capture that show that this current South African administration has been captured and that there is a network of predator elite that is engaged in looting of state resources. This call for all of us as workers and citizens to stand up and push back against this rot. This strike is about mobilizing against the predatory elite who are pushing for an appointment of commission of inquiry that will help unearth the extent of this rot and help us to ultimately dismantle this network. There must be a process to identify all those involved in the state capture and they all need to be blacklisted. We demand that the private and public sector institution must refuse to deal with predatory elite and in particular cancel all commercial dealings with the implicated individuals. The money that will be recovered should be redirected to implement projects addressing the plight of workers, the working class and the poor. The time to reclaim the electoral mandate that we gave to the ANC is now. There is no messiah who will come and rescue us from the state capture and the cancer of corruption. But it is our collective effort that will put a stop to this. 
One of the issues which provoked the demonstrations in South Africa was the loss of billions of dollars which flow out of the country because of what are called illicit financial flows, or IFFs. And, as it happens, union representatives from Africa were touring the United States this week to publicize the problems caused by IFFs. The tour was organized by the Solidarity Center, an international workers' rights organization allied with the AFLC. CIO Labor Federation. One of the unionists participating in the tour was Caroline Kamati Mugala. Ms. Mugala is the executive secretary of the East Africa Trade Union Confederation. I asked Ms. Mugala to describe illicit financial flows. In simple terms, illicit financial flows basically means illegal movement of money or capital from one country to another. And when I say illegal movement of money, we are talking about things like, you know, a drug cartel using trade-based money laundering techniques to mix legal money from sale uh, with illegal money. Or when you're talking about an importer using uh, trade mis-invoicing to evade customs duty, VAT, or income tax. Um, And I will give a good example in Tanzania, whereby I think two weeks ago, there was uh, a consignment of diamond that was seized at the airport and the government is going to repossess that consignment because the government says the company underreported the value of the diamond. Or we are talking about, you know, corrupt public official using an anonymous shell company or bank account, you know, to siphon money from, from a particular country or, you know, money that is being lost through human trafficking or terrorism. So basically, that's what illicit financial flows is. How much money is leaving Africa because of these illicit financial flows? In general, around 192 billion leaves Africa every year. That is through illicit financial flow being one of it, one of the uh, the ways money leaves Africa, vis-a-vis 134 billion that we received. Another unionist participating in the U.S. tour about illicit financial flows was Akator Jul Odigi, the coordinator of human and trade union rights of ITUC Africa. The ITUC, the International Trade Union Confederation, is the global body which represents national labor centers such as the Ghana Trades Union Congress. I asked Mr. Odigi why unions in Africa were fighting so hard to stop illicit financial flows. The question of reversing or stopping IFF is uh, a workers' issue, it's a trade union issue, it's a community issue. Uh, because like uh, we have seen, IFF is a missed opportunities, opportunity costs for our people, opportunities to grow jobs, opportunity to pay fair wages, opportunity to defend the human rights of our people through effective public service delivery, opportunities to reverse poverty when oftentimes when government is in short need of resources, they quickly think of raising our consumption taxes, which, uh, you know, say stars value added tax, which oftentimes hurts the poor more than uh, the wealthy. Uh, it's, uh, it's why we are, we are involved with this. ITUC Africa has for years been fighting illicit financial flows and campaigning for tax justice. Kwasi Aduamankwa is the General Secretary of ITUC Africa. He was asked a while back what labor unions can do to help stop illicit financial flows. What unions can do is to bring their muscle 
to support this campaign. How much tax gets lost through what is described as the illicit financial transfers? First of all, we need to educate ourselves fully and show, you know, the kinds of public services that the state is not able to undertake because it doesn't have the requisite resources. And to demonstrate that if we pursue the path of tax justice and the taxes which have to be paid by these multinational companies are paid properly, that the state is pushed to fulfill its responsibilities to the people, especially in the critical areas of health and education. I think the first challenge is the need for us to get enough information to understand what the issue is about, to understand the various devious means by which monies that are owed to the state are siphoned out of our countries. We need to understand that very clearly. And then we also need to understand um, what the state should do that it is not doing because it doesn't have the appropriate resources and to be able to explain all this fully to our people. And I think if the issue is posed in terms especially of public services in the area of education and health, because everybody needs that. I mean, what can anybody do without education? What can you do without a healthy population? Look at us in Africa today and the kind of public health menace that we face is because our states are weak and are not able to live up to their responsibilities. We need to explain all this first to our membership in ways that our people understand fully. And then on the basis of that, we can mobilize for action and make the necessary demands of our state. Because if we make the demands and they are clear and our states know that we understand what we are talking about, I believe that we can move in the right direction. Extended versions of the interviews heard in this edition of The World Report can be heard on the Radio Labor website at www.radiolabor.net. And that's it. International labor news you can use. I'm Mark Belanger. Thank you for listening. And remember, it's all about global solidarity. Okay, so that was Radio Labor um, concentrating this week on the issue of money, illicit money going out of Africa, $192 billion a year. And, of course, what that is is theft. That's uh, how you do business. That's what capitalists do. They figure out ways to get the money whether it's legal or not, for many of them. Radio Labor. Listen up now to the Win Weekend Review. This is uh, labor news from the United States. Workers Independent News Week in Review. I'm Doug Cunningham. A six 
trillion dollar con game. That's what the AFL-CIO says the Republican tax cut for the rich plan is. The Labor Federation says the GOP is trying to con working people while delivering huge tax cuts to the rich. AFL-CIO President Rich Trumka says the con works like this. First comes the promise that big tax giveaways to the rich will help us. The California Nurses Association, National Nurses United, is mounting a major door-to-door campaign in October throughout the state of California in a push for a state Medicare for All bill. SB 562 was passed by the state Senate but blocked from a vote in the state assembly by Democrat Assembly Speaker Anthony Rendon. Martha Cool is Secretary-Treasurer of National Nurses United. The Healthy California campaign is going to be in every district, 80 assembly districts in California, to knock on every door in those districts to talk to people about guaranteeing health care to everyone in California. What nurses in California, what California Nurses Associations want, and what the Healthy California campaign wants is for the bill to be released early next year at the first opportunity in the legislature and move forward so that we can guarantee health care for all Californians. General Electric is transferring locomotive manufacturing work from a union plant in Erie, Pennsylvania to a non-union Texas plant. 570 jobs will be lost in Erie next year as a result. Scott Slauson is president of UE Local 506. He says the union fought hard in bargaining to save these jobs and the fight will go on. I just think that their intention was is they were going to transfer the work one way or another for a multitude of reasons. General Electric does not seem to value union labor any longer. Slauson says GE constantly drives down wages with no concern about the effect it has on working people and our communities. So it's just a matter of chasing lower wages and wiping out middle class. In a lot of cases, I mean, they want to go back to wage scales they were paying in the 80s and 90s. Target stores say they will pay workers $15 an hour by 2020. Target is raising wages to $11 an hour from their current minimum of $10 starting next month. Fight for 15 says if Target can do it, companies like McDonald's can too. The Fight for 15 workers movement backed by SEIU started with 200 New York City low-wage workers walking off their jobs to demand a minimum of $15 in a union five years ago. Since then, SEIU says, 22 million American workers have won raises, including 10 million who are on their way to $15 an hour. Kayla Gray is a worker in the fight for 15. We need this. You know, this will help millions of us. Us coming together, marching, going to McDonald's. You know, we're all fighting for the union and $15 an hour. Workers Independent News provided by Diversified Media Enterprises. I'm Doug Cunningham. Okay, that was uh, Win Weekend Review, um, a short analysis of the president's new tax plan, a giveaway to the rich, $6 trillion. No estate tax? Who does that affect? (laughs) Not us. This is the B. It's 11 o'clock on a Saturday morning. My name is Bill Morgan, and we're here to celebrate labor. This show, as always, is dedicated to those people. 3,500 people a day who die because of labor-related causes or conditions. Okay. 
We have, we provide you with opinions, labor news, opinions, commentary, labor history, trying to get you to join hands with those people who came before you and the people who are here on the planet with you at this moment. Join together. You have nothing to gain but the world. Your world. All right, let's see what we got. Uh, organized our... This one is uh, for a tasket, a brown and yellow basket. I send a letter to my mommy on the way I dropped it. I dropped it, I dropped it. Yes, on the way I dropped it. A little girlie picked it up and put it in her pocket. She was trucking on down the avenue, but not a single thing to do. She went peck, peck, pecking all around. When she spied it on the ground She took it, she took it My little yellow basket And if she doesn't bring it back I think that I will die Tisket, a tasket. I lost my yellow basket. And if that girlie don't return it, don't know what I'll do. Oh dear, I wonder where my basket can be. Oh gee, I wish that little girl I could see. A tasket, a I lost my yellow basket. Won't someone help me find my basket and make me happy again, again? Was it green? No, 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 no. Was it red? No, 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 no. Was it blue? No, 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 no. Just a little yellow basket. Job they offer 
a job Ain't nobody hiring Then I asked the boss What y'all doing firing? You I'm admiring Nice job, family, man, car And looking in these warm advertising Should have been a fireman Learn to do wiring Then get retirement I blame my environment I'm on an interview, huh, but delivery Locked up felonies, now the dude quizzing me He working on my future, why you need to know my history All he did was Google me, no big mystery He ain't digging me politely, he was dissing me No, we're not hiring, but thanks for the visit, please He ain't want me, my grandmother warned me Them goddamn felonies will haunt me, taunt me No second chance, back to the same block Go home, my baby mom and change locks It's a game, I okay, the game's on Then she opened the door with the chain on Said she been reaching out for several days I ain't helping out, we need to go our separate ways I was just amazed, wanna go another route Let me get my clothes, said she took them to my mother's house She was pissed off, yeah, P.O. And said go ahead and wild out, I call you P.O. I put on my pants, put on my shoes I pray to God, paid all my dues I'm trying to win, seem like I was born to lose All I can say uh, I say let me, let me through, but they don't let me through You wanna quit, quit, god damn I'm ready to Lifestyle I'm living, ain't steady, not at all All I can say I put on my pants, put on my shoes I pray to God, paid all my dues I'm trying to win, seem like I was born to lose All I can say uh, I say let me, let me through, but they don't let me through You wanna quit, quit, god damn I'm ready to Lifestyle I'm living, ain't steady, not at all All I can say I was just a little girl, skinny legs and pressing curl. My mother always thought I'd be a star. Way before the record deal, the streets that nurtured Lauren Hill made sure that I'd never go too far. Every ghetto, every city, and suburban place I've been. Make me recall my days yeah. in the New Jerusalem. You know, uh-huh. story starts in Hooterville. Hooterville. Grew up next to Ivy Hill when kids were stealing quarter deals for fun. Kill a guy and caught a paw. Rode a mongoose till it's dark. Watching kids show off the stolen ones. Every ghetto, every city, and suburban place I've been. Make me recall my days in the New Jerusalem. You know it's hot, don't forget what you got. Looking back, looking back, looking back. 
20 cents and a nickel Springfield have had the best popsicles Saturday morning cartoons ain't come food Main Street Roots tonic with the dress A beef patty and some cocoa bread Move the patch from my leaves to the tongue of my shoe Remember, Freeland Heisen used to have the bomb leather Back when Doug Fresh and Slick Rick was together Looking at the crew, we thought we'd all live forever I was there at dancing school uh -huh. South Horn Jab at Ball and Pool uh -huh. Unaware of what we did and had Writing my friends' names on my jeans with a marker July 4th races outside Parker Fireworks at Martin Stadium The untouchable PSP All the crazy niggas Coffee got a way through Irving Tun Hillside brings beef with the cops Self-destruction record drops And everybody's name was Muslim like Sensations in 88 Attract the kids from out of state And everybody used to do the wop Jack, jack, jack your body Now the Bismarck used to amp up the party I wish those days they didn't stop Suburban place I've been Made me recall my days In every Jerusalem You know it's high Don't forget Lauren Hill, every ghetto, every city, from the miseducation of Lauren Hill. Before that, we had, we played for you, Cameron, I hate my job, he's saying, is it all worth it for $12 an hour, spending my whole day? And then the clash with career opportunities. Do you want to end up being a cop? Hmm. Anyway. The racist origins of right to work, as you know or may not know, 
there's a uh, ruling coming before the Supreme Court this year. I believe it's a Juno. The name of the case, and it's expected that the Supreme Court will strike down the right of unions, especially public sector unions, to collect what's called agency fees. In other words, the union is required to defend you and support you in ca in the case of a problem with the employer. So they've got to they've got to support you and make sure your rights are observed. And there are people who don't want to pay for that. In other words, they just they don't want to pay for anything about the union. They say the union takes positions like uh, on abortion issues, for example, that they don't agree with. Fine. Then a law was passed saying that they would only have to pay a fraction of union dues just to cover the union's efforts in case, you know, they needed support. Well, the, there are people who don't want to do that. A teacher in California named Friedrichs and a city worker in Illinois filed suit saying they shouldn't have to pay anything for union representation. In other words, they want to freeload. They want to be free to freeload. They want all the benefits of union membership, but they don't want to pay for it. So it's freedom to freeload, as far as I'm concerned. And we were looking uh, back at where it began. No one was more important in placing right to work on the conservative political agenda, agenda than Vance Muse of the Christian American Association, a larger life than life Texan, whose own grandson described him as a white supremacist, an anti-Semite, and a communist baiter, men who beat on labor unions not on behalf of working people, as he said, but because he was paid to do so. Vance Muse, reading Labor Notes. The article is called The Racist Origins of Right to Work. The idea for right-to-work laws came from the Dallas Morning News editor, editorial writer William Ruggles, who on Labor Day 1941 called for a constitutional amendment prohibiting the closed-door union shop. Muse visited Ruggles soon thereafter and secured the writer's blessing for the Christian American Association's campaign to outlaw contracts that required employees to belong to unions. Ruggles even suggested to Muse the name for such legislation, Right to Work. Muse had a, made a long lucrative living lobbying throughout the South on behalf of conservative and corporate interests, or in the words of one of his critics, playing rich industrialists as suckers. He fought women's suffrage, worked to defeat the constitutional amendment prohibiting child labor, lobbied for high tariffs, and sought to repeal the eight-hour day law for railroaders. 
This was all during the New Deal. In 1936, Muse incorporated the Christian American Association to continue the fight against the New Deal, offering up a toxic mix of anti-Semitism, racism, anti-communism, and anti-unionism. Muse and his allies continued to claim that Marxist Jews were pulling the national government's strings, but changed the membership of this supposed cabal to CIO leaders like Lee Pressman and Sidney Hillman. As Muse's co-worker and wife Maria confessed in 1943, Christian Americans can't afford to be anti-Semitic outwardly, but we know where we stand on Jews, all right. So read the article. The basis of the anti-union organizing was that blacks were going to were going to get good jobs, get good union jobs, and advance, and want to move the whites out of power. And I got Labor and Love radio article about none other than Jackie Robinson. Robinson for a long time was kind of the poster boy for um, the American dream, the American myth that if you worked hard, you could make it. And they say, Robinson, see, he was a black guy who worked hard. He didn't complain a lot. However, the truth is different. Um... Robinson was, uh, first of all, an excellent ball player. A lot of the attention paid to Robinson as a uh, sort of a racial token um, has been promulgated that he was quiet. He was brave enough not to fight back. Um, now it comes out that Jackie Robinson didn't salute the American flag. He didn't stand for the American flag. He knew there was something wrong about it for him and his uh, people. Let's see. This is what Robinson said, his 1972 autobiography, I never had it made. Today, as I look back on the opening game of my first World Series, I must tell you that it was Mr. Branch Rickey's drama, and I was the only, only a principal actor. As I write this 20 years later, I cannot stand and sing the anthem. I cannot salute the flag. I know I'm a black man in a white world. In 1972, in 1947, at my birth in 1919, I know 
I never had it made. Jackie Robinson. By the way, Robinson was one of the few people in baseball to to uh, support Kurt Flood when Kurt Flood brought, brought suit against Major League Baseball to protest the reserve clause, to free himself from the reserve clause. Another story. A new Bill of Rights for Labor. New Bill of Rights for Workers. This is on In These Times. Ten demands the labor movement can fight for and win. Let's see what they are. The right to free speech. And this is a big issue now as the football protests continue. A lot of people are saying, oh, I know they have the right to, I know they have the right to protest if they want, but why don't they protest on their own time? Why don't they go off in their private life and protest? Well, the reason is things are so bad that they can't keep quiet. You need to stop watching sports and look around and see what's going on in your country. However, the larger question is, do people have freedom of speech when they go to work? Number two, freedom from cruel and unusual regulation. Just as workers have a right to know the staff salaries and expenditures of their union, they should also have a right to know the share salaries and expenditures of the company. The right to strike. Unions must challenge the court decision that allowed employers to permanently replace striking workers. All workers, the right to your job. All workers deserve a just cause standard of employment that protects them from arbitrary fighting, firing, freedom from unreasonable search and seizure during labor organizing, the right not to be locked out for exercising your labor rights. right to process union dues. The right not to be lo locked out for exercising labor rights. The right to self-defense and mutual aid. Right to make demands and bargain freely. The right for non-union workers to engage in concerted activity. That's a big one. They want to spread the idea of unions and work with non-union people. They've got to stand up for their rights too. This year, the Supreme Court is going to hear three cases. 
That'll determine a lot about labor rights in the near future. Suits known as Epic Systems Corp. versus Lewis pose the question of whether employers can force employees as a condition of employment to agree to submit almost any legal claim they have against the company to individual arbitration, effectively waiving their right to bring class action or other legal proceedings. another one as I was mentioning there's another one as I was mentioning that would prohibit unions from collecting mandatory fees even though they're required to represent non-union workers they're not under this law they would not be allowed to collect fees for the services they provide them Here's one to take away class action suit threatens to set back workers' rights by 50 years. Yahoo Finance. Okay. Coming up on time here. 1134, Labor History. This day in labor history. On this day in 1909, Maria Luisa, Luisa Cobos was born in Spain. Working as a housemaid from a very young age, she was active in organizing domestic and textile workers with the anarchist CNT Union. Surviving the Civil War, she returned to Spain and was arrested and jailed several times by Francoist authorities, but she maintained her principles. Nineteen oh nine, nineteen She was born in 1909, came to hate her first name Ignacia and changed it to Maria Luisa. She started work very young as a houseway, as a housemaid, then worked in the markets. In 1931, she joined the CNT, which was the most powerful union central in the area. She was then living in free union with FAI militant Cristobal Vega Alvarez. She had adopted an emancipated attitude from early on when someone commented in the street that she should not be wearing dark stockings. She turned and confronted him. On another occasion, a rich man said in the marketplace that the people were like a rotten snake. She struck him across the face. On another occasion, there was an eviction and the neighbors began to call out, send for Maria Luisa. When she got there, the furniture had been returned to the house. 
She was arrested several times after the loss of, in, uh, by the Republican side in the Civil War. She was tried before a court-martial on January 26, 1944 and accused of theft of money, of assisting military rebellion, and being a member of the Spanish Communist Party. The last charge she denied vehemently saying that she believed in libertarian communism and as an anarchist was a rebel against all authority. Condemned for taking part in violence committed at Ronda when she, she was sentenced six years in prison. She was arrested again in 1948 and freed in 19. 49, died in her sleep in Jerez in 1973. On several occasions, she and Juan were invited to join the Franco-controlled trade unions. They always refused. You are never alone when you take up the cause of labor. People at all times and in all places recognize the primacy of labor issues. On this day in 1971, the Zengakuren, radical Chinese, Japanese students, demonstrated in Tokyo against terms for the return of Okinawa from U.S. to Japanese control. On this day in 2014, Chu Li Shi, a poet who worked at the Foxconn factory in Shenzhen, China, took his life at the age of 24. Let's see if we can find some of his poet poems to read. Let's see. Selected poems. They all say I'm a child of few words, this I don't deny, but actually whether I speak or not, with this society, I'll still conflict. I fall asleep just standing like that. The paper before my eyes fades yellow. With a steel pen, I chisel on it uneven black. Full of working words, workshop, assembly line, machine, work card, overtime, wages. They've trained me to become docile. <laughs> Don't know how to short or shout or rebel, how to complain or denounce. Only how to suffer silent exhaustion. When I first set foot in this place, I hope for that gray payslip on the tenth of each month to grant me some belated solace. For this I had to grind down my corners, grind away my words. Refuse to skip work, refuse sickly, refuse leave for private reasons, refuse to be late, refuse to leave early. By the assembly line I stood straight like iron, hands like light. How many days, how many nights did I, just like that, standing, fall asleep? 
Young man's name is Chuliji. Chu Chuliji. Pronunciation is terrible. Okay. Labor and Love. It's uh, September. September 30th, last day of the month. And we're celebrating labor as usual. And when I say labor, I mean you. Let's put on. Abu Jamal talking about quote unquote homeland security <laughs> alright let's see it's about time to go out here let's see How about a little monk go out high Thank you. 
Thank you, Thelonious Monk. This is the B. Working the day shift with you. It's about time to call it a day. Hope you're having a good one. Hope you have a good week, and I hope we find you right back here, tuned in to Mutiny Radio for our Labor and Love show. If you want to check out our archives, radio.fm slash podcast slash labor and love remember we tell you how it is one person gets a dollar they didn't work for someone else worked for a dollar they didn't get if you're not If you don't have a seat at the table, at the negotiating table where you work, you're probably on the menu. And finally, but never, never let anyone into your heart who's not a friend of labor. Okay, call out to everybody out there. Solina and Vida. My daughter Vita makes me proud to be a dad. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, talk to you next week. Tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a pattern? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> I'm Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on mutinyradio.fm for... Well, 
let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube. We watch the best movies that uh, aren't they good? Well, they're chosen. By uh, here's you. his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch Looking for a personal injury lawyer in San Francisco, look no further than Francis J. Shaheda. Mr. Shaheda did an amazing job with my case. First, he informed the courts about my case that had not been scheduled or submitted yet, despite the language on the citation. I was so confused and afraid of the legal system, but he did it all for me. He communicated promptly via email with any of my questions. I was afraid of an enormous fine for a small infraction, as well as a criminal offense on my record, but he spoke to the DA to have my case removed from criminal court and put into the community court system. I am so overwhelmingly happy with the results he generated and would recommend him to anyone with legal issues. This is a personal first-person narrative because Francis J. Shaheda helped me personally, helped Mutiny Radio go to him for personal injury issues. You can email him at www.personalinjuryattorney.com fjs.com again the law office of francis j shaheda in san francisco do you need an awesome and underground space for an event Look no further than mutinyradio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsidai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now trying to hurt me but boy how it burns me whenever she touched me and oh, I feel so lucky October 6th come join us at Pamtastic's comedy clubhouse for Johan Miranda headlining 50 minutes opening sets by Amy Bebo Clay Newman and Pam Benjamin don't miss this incredible headliner for only $10 Friday October 6th at 8 p.m. Buy your tickets now on Eventbrite. Check us out on Facebook. Like all those comics, and please come support Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday at 8 o'clock. Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. 
Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that anytime I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere five dollars every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because five dollars, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere five dollars is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. stand-up comedian? Do you want to be in 25 shows in five days at Mutiny Radio in San Francisco? Well, now's your opportunity. Apply now for the Spark Presents third annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival, March 1st through 5th. That's 25 shows in five days featuring 40 comics from out of town, and one of those comedians could be you. Go to our website, www.mutinyradio.fm and click on the submission form. Apply for the Spark Presents third annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. It's only $10 and you can apply right now through November 30th for 25 shows during five days, all streaming live, all podcast posts, all Mutiny Radio all the time. The third annual Spark Presents Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2018. Apply now. Well, hey there, San Francisco. If you're looking for some delicious late night food, I suggest you mosey on down to Bender's Bar. Inside, you can find counter offer, offering you amazing late night food and snacks. Try the chicken biscuit. It's like your stomach's in a tasty tornado. They have exceptionally great daily ground sustainable burgers with sides of tater tots, grilled asparagus, and delicious zucchini and creamy-licious mac and cheese. You like tacos? They get them! And from the specials, very deep fried fish sandwich to a stoner burger with a donut bun. What are those crazy potheads gonna come up with next? Go to the counter offer inside of Brenda's Bar at 800 South Van Ness Avenue, San Francisco. It's located between 19th Street and 20th Street in the Mission District. Open seven nights a week from 5 to 10 p.m. or later. Counter offer, son! 
safe sex is more than just avoiding STIs and pregnancy, no matter what you're into. Make sure that you and those around you feel safe, comfortable, and are having a good time. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be... Like in front of an audience? Like other than like squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shit. From time to time, I've given it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they 